Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels of the dills, indeed second to none. In fact, we strongly suggest that you get in the car even the, during the course of the show. Just tune the car radio to News Radio 1070 WKOK. You're not going to miss anything. And drive on over and stock up for tonight. Stock up. Make sure you're ready for tonight. Make sure you're ready for the Carson Wentz return. And make sure you're ready to watch the Steeler defense do whatever it does Monday night. So, uh, yeah, stock up. Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And I'm in the mobile Sunbury Motors studio because this show is driven by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sean, good afternoon. Happy game welcome day, sir. Sh- yes. Welcome to Champaign, Illinois, where yesterday was 93 degrees. Then uh, thunderstorms rolled through here last night. Cooled it down considerably. We're in the 70s today, but it has been windy. I mean, yesterday it may have been 93, but the wind. I remember I, I I had to go to Walgreens for something, so I walked over there, and every time I went behind a building, because the wind is always blowing west to east here. Every time I went behind a building, it was still windy. But the second you get out, boom, like in a wind tunnel. It's windy out there again today. Uh, the temperature is going to be is much better. And tonight, I think they're talking about maybe 65 to 68 at kickoff tonight. That'll, that's terrific. The question will be the the wind and what role it can play in the stadium tonight. So we'll see. It is an unusual game day. It's unusual in not in timing. Penn State has already played one night game on the road this year. They're playing their second night game on the road this year. And uh, it was, what, 8 o'clock for Pitt? Well, this is 8 o'clock Central Time. And believe me, you kind of get yourself into that mode of Central Time. Right now, here, it's, what, 2.15, 2.10, 2.15 right now. Uh, so everything on the, on, the, on the sheet that we get, the itinerary sheet's all on Central Time. So the timing is, is, about, is really the same as it was at Pitt. But here's the difference. You're playing on Friday night. And this is something you never really think about. But, for example, with the game being on Friday night, you know, those dead times during the course of the day that you have, you might watch college game day. You might watch another game like Michigan, Nebraska, whatever, you know. There are no games on. Okay? There are no games. Now, they they have almost all the sports channels here. Not all. They don't have Big Ten Network here or anything like that. But still, you're kind of climbing around a little bit. Now, James did build in a 90-minute nap time into the schedule. And that was suggested to him. So they built it in with the game being later tonight. 
And he looks at me and he says, he says, can you nap? I said, no way. And he looks at me and he says, I am not wired for that either. There's no way I could do that. But it's there. You know, and obviously, and look, and sleep's important. Uh, you know, there's no getting around it. Dave Hamilton, uh, Jack Ham and I had a long talk with Dave Hamilton, uh, who is in charge of sports performance. You know, so those guys wear the, you know, they have to do it voluntarily. They'll wear the what looks like a watch on their wrist. And then, of course, some of them voluntarily will have monitors put in their jerseys of practice. Well, it's giving them a lot of hard and fast data. When Dave took this job two years ago, a lot of what he told me when we sat down and I interviewed him was really based in theory. Well, now he's got a lot of data here to back up the theory he's talking about. And, of course, a big one, and and what really helps coaches accept uh, data like this is when you come to a common-sense solution on it. Okay, And here's here's a common-sense solution that the data shows. The value of sleep. The value of rest. Well, that's something that when you tell a coach, here's what my dad is showing me. Instead of showing you something, they're like, what the heck? we what, we got to try this to do what? Instead, you know, the first thing you look at them and say, look, this is what rest means. This is what sleep means. X player only got, let's pick a number, six hours of sleep. How was his practice today? Eh, not that great. This player here got eight and a half hours of sleep. I said, and according to the to our monitoring, it was eight and a half really good hours of sleep. How was he today? He was terrific. Oh. So now, you know, so something like that that's common sense really helps then coaches believe in some of the other things that you're telling them about. Uh, so we talked to Dave about this yesterday, and I was kidding around with Dave. I said, you think any other Big Ten play-by-play guy and color guy are talking to their sports performance guy but he goes no i don't think so (laughs) so so we talked about this yesterday and of course then they built in this nap time today for about 90 minutes i don't know what time it's supposed to be i can look it up i've got the sheet here somewhere it does it's irrelevant what time it is um irrelevant to me irrelevant to the audience it's relevant to them as to when they do it but, you know, they still got the same meal schedule, things like that, same meeting schedule, you know, items like that. Just the difference is they come back to the room and they're like, uh, there are no games on. Okay. <laughs> it's Friday. Uh, now, they did watch games last night because they could watch Tulsa Temple or they could watch the Browns beat the Jets last night. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes as well. Uh, but that is uh, that's just the one difference. It's one of those subtle Nuances where you sit back and go, hmm, there's no games to watch. <laughs> We're here for a long time today. So with the, ex- here, so with the extra downtime over, today, I, I'm curious about this. Been, is, is, is Todd Kolka been here over on standby? Hours. Is Todd Kolka on standby in case any of the players like this morning were up early and needed to uh, you know, knock out some you know class assignments or maybe prepare for a test no. that's coming up next week? Anything like that? In case no. they need to stay on top of anything with their classes? Todd got up in front of the team and talked to them about uh, making sure that today was handled. Uh, Actually, the big one was actually not being in class. Well, even even then, yeah, some of them may have had uh, some classes in the midday. And I know a couple guys had tests 
Thursday morning that they took already. So everybody was actually in the clear once we got on the bus to go. Now, we've been here over 24 hours now. Uh, but they, they everybody was in the clear once it came time to go because Friday normally is a pretty light day for everybody. And this, uh, I'll tell you a, a quick quick story. You'll like this story. James Franklin, uh, on Wednesday night we did the coaches show. And we had Denise St. Pierre on. They were talking about the uh, Nittany Line Invitational this weekend. And then the Panzer Stadium, Lacrosse Stadium dedication is Sunday morning at 1030. So we had on Missy Doherty and we had on Jeff Tambroni. Well, then James gets there and James rolls in early. He sits down next to me and he says, he says, geez, Steve, he says, I'm trying to figure out why am I here so early? He says, I mean, you know, and not only that, comfortably early. I said, well, I said, it's Wednesday. He goes, you know, so what? I said, well, on Wednesday, they get out of class earlier than they do Tuesday and Thursday. He goes, okay. I said, and you did a Thursday practice today, which means instead of 20 periods, you only did 11, and you started earlier? He goes, wow, that's really bad that you know that and I don't. (laughs) I said, that's the reason why. So that's why I'm there, Sean. Can answer those tricky tricky questions. (laughs) Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more from Champagne in a moment. I mentioned Champagne Urbana, but we're not in Urbana. On the uh, News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Well, sure, it was a lot of fun during the break talking with the uh, suit, uh, Sean, about uh, the Jersey Shore-Shukalimi matchup coming up tonight. Sounds like he's throwing his heart and soul into it. Uh, all right, so... <laughs> Thumbs up from the play-by-play guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the heart and soul of it. Uh, some really good games coming up, by the way, this weekend. Uh, Nick Bosa, by the way, surgery, he's out for Ohio State, and he's probably out until at minimum mid-October, in all likelihood, based on the surgery he had. Uh, he won't play, obviously, tomorrow against Tulane. That's a 3.30 kick. I think Nebraska and Michigan is a really intriguing game tomorrow. I think Indiana-Michigan State is a really intriguing game. I'm really, I like Indiana's team. 
I think they're going to give them a real run for their money. And then there's Wisconsin and Iowa coming up tomorrow night, which I think it's going to take only 48 minutes to play. But still, uh, it's going to be it's going to be uh, interesting to watch that because they both just want to run the football, and they're both front running teams. I mean, they've both got to get to the lead, so one of them has to get to the lead and then hold it. Uh, but those are some interesting games. Here tonight, uh, I mentioned earlier, wind is an issue. It was really windy here yesterday. It's windy here today. But temperature won't be an issue. But depth is an issue, uh, not for Penn State, but for other teams. Penn State, you notice how Penn State plays a lot of people. Armani Oyewarie had the most snaps of anybody last week against Apple, against uh, Kent State. He had 51. Nick Scott was next at 43, and there was nobody else on the defense, Sean, over 40. On the offense, five guys had 60 snaps. After that, nobody else had over 40 as to how they played it out last week. That tells you something, because let me give you an example. A good example are kickers. When you watch somebody, just a kickoff guy, let's just talk about a kickoff guy because I think it's the most exposed you can be on performance that then sets uh, an example for the point I'm about to make. Most kickoff guys you see in the preseason and in September do what, Sean? They drive the ball through the end zone usually or very deep in the end zone, right? Because they're feeling pretty good. They're feeling pretty strong. As the season goes, they have to obviously take some reps in practice as the week goes, and there's more kickoffs during the games and more reps in practice and more kickoffs. And suddenly those kickoffs that were maybe four to six yards deep in the end zone suddenly are getting down to what the two- or three-yard line. Or if they're, they're at the goal line before they're coming out to the five or six, right? I mean, we see that every year. And it's not just, oh, it's November and it's cold. I'm talking if the games are in the south, we see this, SEC, NFL games played in the South. You see uh, kickers kicking off. The distance on their kickoffs slides down as the season goes, correct? I mean, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much to, to notice that. Right. Well, now, in, Jack and I were talking with Dave Hamilton about sports performance. And when we first, when Dave and I first sat down and talked about this, back in, uh, what, two years ago. I think it was October two years ago. And at that point, a lot of it was just theory-based. And Dave talked about some of the theories of sports performance. And you really need to have practicality. Well, now they've got great data that shows that every player, as the season goes, the, the key is to try to keep the line from going down dramatically. So how high can you keep that line? And if it goes down, it just goes down slightly, slightly, slightly as the season goes. Because it's like any, it's like anything. Horse racing. Dick Girardi, when we have him on talking about horse racing. Okay. How often have you heard Dick and I talk about horses that, quote, come from behind? And it's a mirage. And the reason it is a mirage is that Look how fast that horse is going. The difference is every horse in the field is tired. Okay, They've already run over a mile. Every one of them is tired. The key is the horse that looks like he's going past everybody is less tired than the other horses. Right? They're all tired, so they're all running slower than they were in the first half of the race. 
Okay? It's just the way it is. Well, it's the same thing in sports and in football. So how high can you keep that graph? That's where managing reps in practice and managing reps in games is so important to keeping performance high. And James Franklin has been brilliant at this, at managing. We talk all the time about the number of guys that Penn State plays, and it's not mop-up time. Suddenly, Zach McPherson is out there in the first quarter at corner. Suddenly out there, you've got Micah Parsons instead of Koa Farmer. Suddenly out there, you've got Shaka Tony in the game, and Utor Matos is out. Uh, now you, you know. Then you go to the offense, the three wideouts. Suddenly, Cam Sullivan, Brown, Mack, Hippenhammer, they're in the ball game with DeAndre Tompkins in place of K.J. Hamler, uh, Jawan Johnson, and Brandon Polk. They're rotating those guys, keeping the amount of time all right, that they're running. Because remember, especially let's take wide receivers. Okay, they're also charting how many yards they're running in the course of a game, even when they are not catching passes. And they manage all that because they want to make sure that the performance level stays high in October and the graph's not dramatically going down, and then you get to November because everybody's, everybody's tired in October and everybody's beaten up in November. Everybody is beaten up in November. That's really that's really important and that's something that we talked about and really uh, really great programs that um, are looking for those you know added you know you're trying to get those added inches here and there. That's something that ends up bringing you some added inches along the way that suddenly takes you from being really, really good to suddenly now you've been able to pass a couple of people out because you found a way to because you're trying to go from really to from being terrific, which Penn State's been, to being elite. The conversation we have with the suit about his preparation for this game tonight. It didn't it did it give you the elite feeling, Sean? Just a hair under elite. But we're only halfway through the season, so there's plenty of time to get to elite by week ten. Gotta stay positive. Stay the course. Keep moving up the ladder. Right now, Jamie's in her car shaking her head. I just, I don't know. Uh, We're shaking her head at her desk. (laughs) At her desk right now going, why do I have this guy? All right, so. (laughs) Shikolimi football tonight first at 6.30 and then join in progress Penn State, Illinois. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. 
taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And the Sunbury Motors Studio is mobile today in Champaign, Illinois, where tonight the Nittany Lion football team will take on Illinois at 9 o'clock. You'll hear the game on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Join in progress when Chickalimi and Jersey Shore is over. Really, this is the equivalent to the NBC schedule of the 80s when cheers led into wings. Maybe it's the other way around. That could be, right. (laughs) (laughs) Suit said it's a a privilege to be your lead-in tonight. Number one, he didn't say that. Um, (laughs) um, So, I mean, let's get that straight. Uh, uh, And uh, Bucknell will be at Villanova coming out tomorrow. And you'll hear that on Eagle 107. Tonight, Sealands Grove and Eagle 107. Lewisburg is on 100.9 the Valley and uh, Jersey Shore and Chickalimi. And, of course, Jersey Shore is the, the team that about five, six years ago, the suit lambasted it on the air, and they have never forgotten. No, they haven't. No. I mean, just lambasted their consistency, and he has been bulletin board material ever since. Then it's funny, all of a sudden after that, Jersey Short got consistent. (laughs) Consistent, got got really good. Yeah. (laughs) And they're driving over on the bus right now, and they've got his picture up there at the front. And and believe me. Don't freak out the the bus drivers. (laughs) He's he's the kind of guy, when you see his picture, you want to run through that wall. All right, so... We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street at Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And, of course, today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. Roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. That pickle bar led by the barrels of the dill second to none. Look, it's a great weekend. Great. You got the game tonight with Penn State, Illinois at 9. You got a full day of college football tomorrow. You got Michigan, Nebraska. You got Ohio State, Tulane. You got Wisconsin, Iowa tomorrow. You got Indiana, Michigan State. You got Stanford, Oregon. It's not bad. It's a good day. And then the Eagles with Carson Wentz back on Sunday will be in action against Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. You'll hear it on Eagle 107. And then you got the Steelers on Monday night with that just incredible uh, defense that reminds you of the 85 Bears taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What a great comparison. Wait, what? What? The 1885 Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Leather helmet. So, okay. I mean, but, okay, you want to stock up at Brewers Outlet. Go, go, go. You want beer? They got the selection. You want wine coolers? They got water, snack, out the whole deal? You got it. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury. By the way, tomorrow the afternoon, Brewers. tomorrow afternoon, since you don't have Penn State football, you know, uh, you have the uh, Brews on Lake Augusta in Sunbury. And of course, uh, Corey, Brewers Outlet, Sunbury Revitalization. Uh, you know, they've been part of this since day one. The sixth annual is tomorrow, and it's rain or shine, one to five, entertainment in the amphitheater, close to three dozen beers. Wines, ciders, food trucks are going to be lined up, so it's going to be a great day. Uh, Brewers Outlet is one of the uh, ticket locations, so if any tickets are left, you can stop by 
Brewers Outlet tonight as you get stocked up for the weekend, and then you'll be, you know, good to go for tomorrow. Save a couple of bucks on the ticket price tomorrow. Like another five or so bucks if you wait Absolutely. and go to the gate tomorrow. So for Brewers on Lake Augusta, yeah. And again, those are some pretty good games tomorrow. Indiana is an intriguing three and and0 team. I think Michigan State is good, as you know. I've never been really over the top on Michigan State. Even last year, I said, look, I give them credit. They've come back. They're good. Are they better this year? Yes, I do think they're better this year. Do I think they're a top echelon team? For me, I'm still not I'm not there on them yet. Indiana is a team that I think defensively has played as well against Penn State the last two years as anybody. Now, do the, the numbers, the scores reflect that? Part of that has been Penn State's ability to stop their offense. And then, remember, two years ago out there, they really held – uh, Saquon Barkley at times two years ago in check out there. And remember, Torrance Brown picked up that fumble, ran it back for a touchdown late to make the margin even bigger. Uh, that was a game where Penn State took advantage of some fourth-quarter mistakes by Indiana to win the game. Indiana's played Penn State about as well defensively, not perfectly, but Tom Allen does a good job with them. They've got Michigan State. Good game. Ohio State, Nick Post is out. There was a play in the TCU game where Hamilton recovered a fumble in the end zone for a touchdown. And that was in the first half. And after the game, Hamilton was talking about, hey, look, I don't make that play unless I've got Nick Bosa. And this is what a guy like Nick Bosa does. Bosa is a legitimately great college player. He is a legitimately great defensive end. And he makes people around him, the outside linebacker, the tackle, the middle linebacker, better. And he also makes the secondary better because of how he plays the game. And the domino effect of Bosa opened the door for Hamilton to make that play. And I give Hamilton a lot of credit for talking about that and expressing that after the TCU game. And he also affects how you play offense. With Bosa out there, you know, do you try to take him occasionally one-on-one? Yes. Do you sometimes keep a tight end in to chip him? Yes. Do you sometimes keep the running back in to chip him? Yes. Uh, Now, against them, do you consider offensively putting five people into the pattern because you don't have to chip with the tight end or the running back? Now, Jonathan Cooper is a good player, very good player. Young is a really good player, really terrific prospect. And Jay Sean Cornell is a good player. But we're talking about good to really good players here as opposed to a legitimately great college player who's probably one of the top five picks in the NFL draft. They're going to be without him for a while, you know, at least probably until mid-October, it it would look like. I'd be shocked if he played next week. Um, I want everybody to play. Okay? I want everybody to play. I want to see really good against really good, and let's see who's really good that night. Uh, But... There is going to be a domino. I realize you're replacing a five-star with a five-star. I've got all that. But this five-star is experienced and exceptional. And, again, the ability to make people around you better. He makes the middle linebacker, the outside linebacker, and the defensive tackle better. He also makes the coverage downfield better because of the pressure he puts on. He's a really good player. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see. Against Tulane tomorrow, it's no factor. It's no factor tomorrow. and again, Cornell's very good. Young's very good. Jonathan Cooper, very good. All right, uh, but that's that's the situation in Ohio State. Then tomorrow night, Wisconsin and Iowa play. 
And again, the perfect example of two front-running teams head-to-head, where who can get to the lead first and then utilize their ground game and not have to throw it on the quarterback to win it. The quarterbacks are all effective. You know, Hornerbrook and Nate Stanley are both effective when it comes to the play-action game where they can go off the running game. But if they're down two scores and everybody in the, in the ballpark knows they have to throw the football, they become less effective as quarterbacks because that's not their bag. That's not their deal. So the team that can run the football, get to the lead, and the game is a Kinnick coming up on Saturday night. It's going to be intriguing. It's also not going to take long to play. I mean, the clock will continue to move with the style of play that each one of them has on Saturday night. Then there's Stanford-Oregon, which is the primetime game. And that game does not light me up that much tomorrow night. And it's like, all right, you know, I'll watch some of it, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch more of Iowa and Wisconsin. Now, the Eagles will get Carson Wentz back, but they will not add Jay Ajayi, and they won't have Darren Sproles. So Corey Clement is going to have to step in. Wendell Smallwood have to step in. And Adams, the kid out of Notre Dame, they're going to move him from the practice squad up. They're going to play for Philadelphia coming up on Sunday against the Colts, and Carson Wentz starts at quarterback. Uh, the Steelers, um, they'll you know, look. They'll start Antonio Brown. I mean, believe me, he's playing in the game. Uh, again, Ron Cook, I thought, made a really good point, and we, I, I tried to draw that point out of him, that rock in a hard place. You're at a rock and a hard place with a guy like Antonio Brown because he is such a talented player. Uh, what he did was wrong, and he should be disciplined. But how severe do you make that discipline in terms of game playing time? Because you do have a responsibility to the other 52 guys. You already don't have Bell. Now you're going to take him out, too, so you're going to cut your nose off to spite your face. So you have to come up with different ways of disciplining him because you also owe it to the other 52 guys to handle it the right way and still give them a chance to win. I think what makes it more, more fr- even more frustrating with the uh, the Antonio Brown situation is he already got paid. Le'Veon Bell, he's waiting for the big deal. Well, Antonio Brown got his big deal, okay? He already got the contract. He's making $17 million a year. So that means... You know, you don't skip out of work. You know, yeah, you know, I'm not getting the ball enough. You know, Juju's getting more looks than me. Well, well, then get with Randy Feekner and figure it out. And if that's what the game plan is going to be, well, come on. You know, team first. You know, he's just, it's getting cumulative. All the stuff that he's done, you know, like what Cookie said earlier this week, breaking the sanctity of the team a couple of years ago after the playoff win in Kansas City when he whipped out his phone and he's got the Facebook Live video going. And now he's on social media, whether he's ripping Ron Cook's colleague from the Post-Gazette or a former employee, a former PR guy of the Steelers, you know, on social media. It just seems like it's now one more thing after another after another. You know, a lot of wide receivers are divas in this league, but, you know, just just play. <laughs> just get out there and play. But yeah, you're right, though. I mean, uh, I mean, look, I've been thankfully yeah, he's the right hardest now. working guy of the team. He's the hardest working guy in the team. We we know that. We we know his track record. He he's brought it, and he will continue to bring it. I've always been impressed by how he's played in the Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. He's never been. He's never been. Okay, get to work. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Let's let, let's try that. Let's get to work and see how it, let's see how it goes. Let's see how we play in a Super Bowl. I mean, you, you know, skipping work ain't going to do that. Uh, so, 
uh, <laughs> something to keep in mind. <sighs> They've got to give me the ball more. Well, they've been giving you the ball a lot, and you're still not there yet, are you? Uh, and Le'Veon Bell is still not there. So They are a soap opera and a mess. That's your team in a nutshell. A soap opera and a mess. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I was talking to... For those who watch the game on TV, you probably have seen next to James when the game is over from the Penn State Police Force, Monica. Okay? And I was talking to her last night. She is, and I I thought of Roger right away. She is a huge Redskins fan. And she is not a fan of Daniel Snyder. There's a shocker. <laughs> it is amazing. It is amazing how polarizing that guy is. Polarizing. I wonder this Sunday, uh, crowd-wise, in the stadium, I would say at least 40% Packers fans. It could be 50-50. Oh, they'll have a lot of Packers fans. Yeah. There, no doubt. But you know what? That's happening in most NFL stadiums. There's certain teams where it doesn't come into play. The Steelers, when they play at home, they have Steelers fans. You you go to games sometimes. I mean, that Heinz Field is almost all Steelers fans. But when the Steelers go on the road, they have as many fans in the stands as the home team does. Green Bay's a lot like that. For the Redskins to be in that spot is shocking. The Redskins teams I watched over the years, from Sonny Jurgensen to Joe Theismann to Jay Schrader and then all the way through, right? Every person in RFK Stadium, every one of them, they had a ticket, was all in on Washington. It was a great place. Now, I mean, you go over to Landover, and sometimes you'll get 40% of the crowd rooting for the Giants, 40% of the crowd rooting for the Eagles, 40% of the crowd rooting for the Packers. They've got a problem. He's really alienated a lot of people. And fans are taking their tickets, which were the most sought after in the D.C. area, or well, not as sought after anymore either. It's amazing what they've done. A Baker Mayfield last night. We'll talk about him and the fact that the Browns, who, by the way, if, uh, you, I don't know if you've noticed the standings today, but they're ahead of the Steelers. Steelers are in last you, place. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. All right, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Baker Mayfield last night. Tyrod Taylor got hurt, uh, I think put into concussion protocol. Uh, we were out of dinner when that happened. Uh, but I got back in time to watch the second half, and did he turn in a performance last night? Now, it's one game. You know, I think you want to get excited about him if he's still doing stuff like this in December. But the Browns, who have played well enough defensively to be 3-0, and uh, have been in the neighborhood offensively to be 3-0. It's their kicking game that has crushed them and kept them from being 3-0. Had a quarterback last night bring them back from 14-0 down. And they decided, you know, and they did it. Mayfield was fabulous last night. Throws the ball, gets the ball downfield, runs the offense with confidence. Of course, that two-point play where they threw it back to him 
uh, from Jarvis Landry was a, a terrific momentum play in the game. And you can just see how happy those fans were last night. It's been 635 days. But he played like he was the first overall pick in the draft. Now, is there going to be along the way, uh, you know, some ups for him and then some downs? Of course there will be. But last night was a great night for him. And I thought he played terrific. And you could tell he throws a little different ball than Tyrod Taylor. There was that in-cut to Jarvis Landry at about the, I don't know, I want to say it was like the 10-yard line. And Landry turned that ball, hit him right between the 8 and the 0, went right through his hands. You could tell it got there faster than he expected. And Mayfield does that. He's got a good arm. And, look, it's no – and he's in a good spot because Hugh Jackson has always been considered to be a very good offensive mind. Uh, Todd Haley, despite what the suit in Shantai, was actually a very good offensive mind. Two of them very negative. Negative people. Uh, You know, and I don't think it's any coincidence you see what Doug Peterson does with Carson Wentz and with Nick Foles. Good offensive mind. Bill O'Brien with Deshaun Watson, good offensive mind. Right? Andrew Luck now for the first time. Instead of having a defensive-minded coach, now as a head coach who has a really good offensive mind, Frank Reich. You're seeing some guys, I think, excelling. Sean McVay with with Goff, really good offensive mind. Be interesting to see what Kyle Shanahan does with Jimmy Garoppolo. But you've got some really good offensive minds out there paired up with quarterbacks and I think it makes a big difference, and I think that for Mayfield, I think he's fortunate that he's got guys like Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley that are good offensive minds because that really, you know, you know, for Hugh Jackson, that really is the side of the ball he loves to work with. Uh, not a negative. Well, I think yeah, and Cleveland, now the next thing Cleveland fans want to hear after they enjoyed their free beer last night after the Cleveland game, they're just waiting for Hugh to say, Baker's now going to be the starter, but... Yeah, quite the uh, performance last night. First player to come off the bench in his debut to throw for 200-plus yards and lead his team to his first win of the season since Fran Tarkenton for the 1961 Minnesota Vikings. And the Vikings were an expansion team that year. The um, I mean, It was a great win for them. Look, you take seasons and you break the seasons into quarters. And you know, can you have a winning record or be 500 or better in each quarter. So can you open up the season 3-1? and one? Then the next quarter, can you be 3-1 and one again? Now you're 6-2. and two. Maybe you go 2-2 two and two in the third quarter, but you're okay. Okay, you're 8-4. and four. Then maybe you can go 3-1 in the last quarter. Now you're 11-5. and five. So for the Browns, they've gone through this part here at 1-1-1. One, one and one. In the next game, do they win it and close out the quarter 2-1-1? One, and one? See, this is where the Steelers can be. The Steelers have two games. You mentioned the Ravens game, which is after Tampa Bay. They win those two games. They actually get through the first quarter with a winning record of 2-1-1. One, and one. Now they change the dynamics of your season. But in the NFL, that's how they try to break things down, quarters. You know, four games, four games, four games. It takes away the enormity of the season. It's like a team in college basketball that tries to win uh, each time out. Under 16. All right, we're in front 6-5. to five. All right, now we're the under 12. Well, we won that one 6-5. to five. Now we're leave the game 12-10. to 10. Now we get to the under. You see what I mean? That's it's the, same, it's the same concept of taking the enormity of a game or, in this case, the enormity of a season 
and breaking it down into something that's more reasonable of four different seasons. Now, talk about offensive minds with quarterbacks. Sean Payton, Drew Brees. All right. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sudbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up and stock up now for the big weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their, they roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. More from the Sunbury Motor Studios, second hour coming up Your from Champaign, Illinois. Weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.